0: To Padro Pascal, the podcast about Pedro Pascal. I am one of
1: your co-hosts, Katrina Dennis, and I'm your other co-host. I'm the other one, Rage Bleachman. and we're here to talk about the finale of the last of Us, season numero uno. Um, so now we're down to what we have. So so many things happen with Pedro Pascal. Um, I so. Know. We're down to- <laughs> Listen, I am so happy you're so busy. I'm so proud of you. Can you spread it out a little bit more? I'm you're dying. are also busy, sir. Can you spread it out a little <laughs> bit more? Uh, just a little bit. Um, but he's been very busy. I almost want to, and I'm pitching this off the cuff so you two can tell me yes or no. I almost think we should just keep this just about the last of us and then just make a note. We're gonna do a news roundup of everything that's happened. Yes. Uh Okay. All right. Because it's a lot. Uh and I don't feel like we right now. I will see you guys three nights in a row, baby. Yeah. So we know Pedro Pascal's been busy. He's been a busy, busy boy. We are we'll do a whole episode about all the things he's done in the last like week separate from this because there is a lot, um and we want to focus this mainly on the Last of Us finale because it was really good in my opinion. Yeah,
0: I enjoyed it very much. I did. I'm ready to get into it.
1: As, <laughs> we, as always, there are spoilers coming up, so if you haven't watched and you don't want to know, bye. See you later. Watch um, the
0: episode. What are you doing here? We have so many other episodes you can be well, watching. I don't
1: know apparently in london it's not out yet so like oh no y'all over there well some lady but... yelled at the mary sue because she was like um, spoilers it's not out here okay we're america see it's here yeah yeah Whatever. it's probably a bad idea for me uh, to say
0: like londoners watch us the next day so we have further uh further playability
1: Watch us all week. We're like a Netflix <laughs> catch <show>. up. <laughs> yeah, we're a Netflix show. We we grow as the weeks go on. So the finale called "Look for the Light" is pretty pretty faithful to the game. I don't remember any major changes. I, I think like obviously the episode before was David. And he messed up Ellie mentally, and she was not good. Um, And so we're seeing a little bit of that aftermath in the beginning of this episode. Um, Well, wait, before we do that, Katrina, what did you think... Uh, overall of the whole season? I really enjoyed it. I thought it
0: was, you know, it was a very faithful adaptation of the video game without being like, like overtly exactly like it. I thought that the major changes, like with Bill and Frank, uh, with several Mm -hmm. of the other characters were great. Um, I think it was a very smart choice to do those things and adapt it for TV and also bring what was a story made in 2003 forward to, Uh, This this time, um, because a lot of those things would have been upsetting to see again, um, especially in this at this time in in the world and with Mm -hmm. all the stuff going on. So so I thought it was culturally relevant. I thought it was uh, very well acted, our cast top tier uh and i
1: i really enjoyed it how about you yeah i liked it a lot i think again i watched playthrough of the game i myself am not a video game player because i'm bad at them um and so it was cool to kind of see how they expanded on it because i had just watched the game and i really did love this season and what it chose to kind of dive into more and explore more than the game did i think that was really interesting And I really loved just kind of how this show grew Ellie and Joel's relationship. Not that the game didn't really get into it, but like the way that they like spent time and showed us that they actually like cared and knew each other in certain ways. I feel like worked more for me in the show than it did the game. Yeah, I think that's a
0: a direct credit to like the... The rapport that um, Pedro and and Bella built up with each other—like they're already fantastic actors—but like they uh, they created they they created a very realistic uh, bond between like father and adopted daughter.
1: And it really does shine in this finale because, as I was saying, David was the last episode, and we kind of saw like the very quick aftermath of it. And how Ellie was kind of feeling after everything was said and done when they're walking away, but we didn't get to see it fully explored. And we get to kind of unpack a lot of what she's feeling in the beginning of this episode um, with kind of her and Joel going and they're trying to find the fireflies still and they're moving around and they end up finding this like abandoned place. And you can hear Joel constantly checking in on her throughout the whole scene. Like, he's just kind of like, how are you feeling? Are you okay? Are you good? Mm -hmm. And he just like, it was just a slight switch in how him and Ellie kind of interacted previously. Yeah. I think that that last
0: episode was a big shock for both of them on many different varying levels. And, um, you know, it's I think it shows that Joel still has an instinct that he thinks died inside of him a long time ago. Because um, mm-hmm. I'm sure this is how he would talk to Sarah if she was having even like a bad day, you know, like he 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 loves Sarah deeply. And like, I think that being able to have that instinct turn back on for him was uh, was a big like step forward for his for his character. That um, we've been waiting for. So uh,
1: I completely agree. So what I loved the most about this opening scene, first of all, I do have to say. So watching this with screeners, it is really emotional when you realize, like, because it was a real giraffe, um, and it starts showing, and I started crying. So I was like, "Oh my god, it's a real giraffe!" Like. The screeners I got was that blue screen that you see like Mm. in the now behind the scenes pictures. Like that blue. That's kind of what I saw in my screeners. Yeah. And then you see the giraffe. So I was crying. And then I saw a man in a green suit walk away as the giraffe. And so I went from crying to cackling because a guy in a green suit walked (laughs) the screen is a giraffe I love that oh that's fantastic I, I have thought about him for the last three days I've just been like oh, my guy <laughs> so wait, my giraffe. does
0: that guy. mean does that mean there were multiple guys in green suits as giraffes in the wide shot or is that all animated because I, I don't know former
1: that I don't know I just know it's like with a close-up it was a real draft and then when the draft walks away and you see the draft walk away it is a cgi thing because it was just like You can't make a giraffe. You can't tell a giraffe, hey, go over there. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like that kind of thing. But it did make this particular um, moment just like really work for me because Ellie has been through so much and you can see how worried Joel is for her Mm -hmm. because in the lead up to it she just runs into this place that they're looking for and she's like come on come on and she's like he's saying things to him and you can see he's like stop like i don't know what's i don't know what's there i don't know what's going on you might get hurt i don't know what's happening Mm -hmm. and then it just kind of opens up into this beautiful moment between the two of them Mm -hmm. and doesn't she she
0: repeats a line in this scene right where from uh from like the first
1: episode about the view oh i think so I think it's the same line. I do think it's the same line. The their whole little dynamic in this, and then connecting it back to that first episode, you see kind of like their growth, and it doesn't feel forced or odd. And it makes for me, like the whole rest of this episode make a lot more sense.
0: Yeah. Um, I uh I think that that it also shows I
1: don't know. Ellie has gone through uh
0: like a huge, huge like life shaking event, in my opinion. I mean, like mm-hmm. Uh, what happened to her especially in this last episode is something that like people don't really get over very quickly and so I think it was just really nice to see her focus being pulled to something after you know Joel Joel basically spent the whole first like the intro of the episode trying to get her to pull her focus back to reality and think about Mm -hmm. something else and like that's this is what it takes as a giraffe
1: take your kids to see animal conservation then they can they too can come back to reality and see a Yeah. Um, I will say, we. I did forget the beginning of this episode actually starts with Ellie's backstory. In a really fun little twist, Ellie's mom is none other than Ashley Johnson, who was the actor in the game for Ellie. And I think that's personally the best casting of the, of the game actors mm-hmm. to, for the show. Obviously, Marlene with Meryl Dandridge is good because she played her. But (laughs) in the game, it's just, you know, that's the same. And I really did love how Ashley Johnson is Ellie's mom. I think that's really cute and sweet and the whole thing is her she's trying to run and hide because she's in labor um and a clicker is chasing her she ends up killing the clicker but gets bit and as she's killing the clicker just gives birth which i was like go off some people have to hold their husband's hand some people have to bite down on something and some people have to stab a clicker in the neck and so she basically is like she doesn't want to breastfeed ellie because she's afraid because she got bit even though she got bit while she was still like ellie wasn't born yet Mm -hmm. um which is important when you think about ellie and being immune so think about that the whole idea is that her mom tells marlene this is ellie take her back to boston with you and protect her and so marlene from the jump was in charge of ellie Mm -hmm. put ellie in the fedra school um and knew all about her so Mm -hmm. we get a little bit more backstory of like why marlene knows ellie all that kind of jazz and like what actually happened to ellie's mom which that is like a a nice tie-in for ashley johnson it is very sad because obviously she got bit and is turning i've been a
0: fan of ashley johnson for a long time as i'm sure we all have i uh Mm -hmm. I worked on the marketing campaigns for the legends of Vox Machina. And so I got to watch the whole series and she's amazing as Pike. And she's been amazing in you know, a critical role and so many other things that she's worked in. So I think that, you know, not to like diss Troy Baker or anything, but the reason we got such a dynamic performance from Ashley is that like, she has done very like high level live action work before um and so i think that you know along with it being like a little nod to the game she was a really good casting for anna and what Mm -hmm. she had to do
1: i loved it which then again going back to what we said earlier about the joel like checking on ellie and stuff it does make all ellie's journey just that much richer and and sadder at the same time because like you know it was sacrificed for her and you know kind of how much ellie herself has sacrificed in the process Mm -hmm. of all of it And so they're there they're They see the giraffe. Ellie kind of like comes back to herself. She's happier. And like Joel is actually trying. Like when they leave the giraffe, they go and they're starting to walk around. And he says, you know what I'm in the mood for? Some really bad fucking puns. And (laughs) so Ellie like starts reading her pun book. And it all leads to like Firefly officers not realizing that It's Ellie and Joel. I don't buy that, personally. Mm -hmm. I think Marlene said, take her, knock him out. Because there's no way they were going to, like, take Ellie back to some room. And Joel was just going to be like, okay, see you later. Oh, no, not at all. like Joel, I mean that's that's the the
0: thing. I feel like you know Marlene hasn't been with them much, but like that kind of like bond is always like a risk um she and mm-hmm. I don't think she knew to like not expect tests or anything like that, but like being able to knock him out like eliminates the probability of any difficulty i I definitely think that was like planned and stuff like i don't think there was a lot where it was like marlene couldn't go and say like this was in my power and this is not to blame her for her actions but like you know she definitely played a large role in this like getting that stuff from ellie was her end goal how much can you really even blame her like i i think throughout this episode you really get a deep look at both marlene and joel's side of things
1: Here's the thing. I wrote a piece on this, and I'm sorry for anyone who doesn't agree with me, but I'm Team Joel because there's no way in hell those doctors are smart. I don't care what if you think they're the best. A friend of the podcast and my roommate Leah Thomas made the point of they blew up most major cities. So how good could your brain surgeons be? Because most of the good brain surgeons are in major cities. So how good are these doctors? Like, that doesn't make like uh, just any doctor who's like the only way to save humanity is to kill this person and and hope producer ashley just said the doctor performing the surgery only has a degree in biology if we're being specific so like
0: he can work on the giraffes uh everybody (laughs) else not so much. somebody go
1: bite the giraffe and see if the giraffe is immune and then take that brain and figure that out
0: that nothing will go wrong if you do that um i would also like to point out that like this is not clean equipment uh they're probably using like did you see the rest of that hospital ward it was disgusting i i would argue that like whatever was being i mean i'm pretty sure it's obvious whatever was being done to ellie was experimental it was kind of like if this works it works and that's kind of what that like that's why i can understand what joel why joel did what he did because not only does he like love and care for Ellie, but it's like there's no guarantee that yeah. her sacrifice will like make a difference, you know?
1: Yeah, and it's also like one of those things where y- there's no guarantee, and also like I don't know, man, with the way that the society is, and how like you all have kind of figured out how to avoid clickers and what to do to not get eaten and bitten, and yet somehow. You all have so much fighting with each other and issues, and everyone for out for themselves. That like none of you deserve to be saved. I'm sorry. I I wouldn't risk all, someone's entire life on a chance you can maybe make a cure. So all these people who refuse to help one another can like get saved. Like no, like I'm. Mm-hmm. I, I Joel's right. <laughs> Joel is very correct in what he ends up doing.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I understand exactly where Marlene is coming from, like they're desperate in their um, eyes to save humanity, but it's also like humanity seems like it's it's gonna be okay, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just being too optimistic here. But like, people, like you said, are learning to survive. At this point, it's Fedra versus the people. And that's that's the enemy, in my opinion, that everyone needs to be focusing a little more on. But yeah, I uh, I, I just like I completely understand why Joel does what he does. And mm-hmm. like the, the fact that there are too many questions, not enough guarantees that like killing this person who is important to him, who he sees as like his own child now, especially with no guarantee that it was going to work or do anything good. Like it's, it's that that in itself kind of justifies it like from a parental point of view.
1: Yeah, it was the fireflies are like I don't think them finding it wanting to find a cure. It comes from a place of like a good place. I think it comes from them trying to be like we're trying to show that we're better than Fedra. We found the cure. The reality is that everyone should be trying to stop Fedra for having as much control over people that they as they do. Mm-hmm. That's the problem, but instead, it like feels like the fireflies just wanted the care so they could be like, "We're better than you," and it's mm-hmm. like you're killing a child to figure it out, and you don't even know if you can figure it out. It's just a bad plan all around. It's bad.
0: It's just not. It doesn't hold up enough for it to, I think, warrant uh, Ellie's killing. I don't know. Joel, of course, takes care of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, what we've been alluding to is that Joel just goes, "Okay, time to kill," and murders a bunch of people. Uh-huh. Um, because Marlene is stupid. Joel wakes up and instead of just being like, Hey, wait till we're done with this and then we'll go in and tell Joel, make up a lie, be like, Hey, I'm so sorry, like she didn't make it. We we put her under her and like this like, I don't know, lie if you really want this to succeed. Just lie. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. And instead she walks in and is brutally honest with him. It's like, yeah, we decided like the only way to do is extract where the cordyceps lives and he's like the cordyceps takes over the brain she's like yeah sorry um we didn't tell ellie though don't worry about it she has no idea what's going to happen it's been real nice seeing you bye and it's like yeah <laughs> like why did you tell him all of it
0: no i <laughs> uh, this wasn't the time for a monologue marlene um <laughs> you're not a super villain sorry you don't get those. I,
1: um, I don't even think yeah. she meant it as a super villain. I think she just meant it as like I like I am. A I, don't see, like,
0: I don't see her as much of a villain at all. Like I see her as obviously an antagonistic character. But like me putting myself in both of their sets of shoes, I get it. But also, I mean, <laughs> they kind of they kind of got what what was coming to them. I would not go up against a man who made it across the country. With a child in a zombie apocalypse.
1: Yeah. But basically she just like leaves him. And is like okay bye. Um, And Joel's like walking out. And he gets like five feet away. And he goes yeah no you know what. I'm not letting Ellie just die. Um, And so he decides time to fight. And murders a bunch of people. So that he can get up to the room where they are about to operate on Ellie. And here's the thing. Just mistakes were made all around. On the Firefly side. Because, again, you could have lied. You could have said, Ellie, like, we explained it to Ellie. And she was like, I want to do this. This is why I came here. Nope. You didn't even lie. You could have just told Ellie. Like, if you guys were good, actually good people, you guys could have explained this to her. And But I also, I understand why Joel did what he did and then lied to Ellie about it. Because she's 14. That's still, like, like teenager. Aye, 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 aye.
0: I don't know. I mean, I think like after knowing what the game was about you know you watching playthroughs me playing it i feel like this discourse was going to come back uh, anyway you know mm-hmm. where it's like oh why do you lie do this blah 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 um I, I i expected it and i just feel like the i don't know like every answer to me is kind of a right answer on that and that's not to see you feel like a like a mushy and like gutless kind of kind of person, but like that's the whole point is that these two major differing perspectives and actions and sets of actions, like that's that's what the whole episode is basically about. It's you know, mm-hmm. Joel is given the uh, the train uh, train track test test I guess, where it's like Ellie over humanity, and- the trolley, the trolley, the trolley. There we problem. go, the trolley test. It's like Ellie over humanity, and he chooses Ellie. Like, I'm sorry. If you are a parent, and this is me not saying this as a parent, because I am not. I have a cat and a dog, so that's that's my parental intake. But if it's like, if you have had your human baby, um, and you had time with them, and you raised them, and you watched them like change and go through major things, and Joel didn't do most of that, but... She was very important to him. So it's like my child against the world? No, fuck the world. Like, I'm always going to tip
1: you. Don't sacrifice your baby. Yeah. Not even the world. It is my child or maybe, maybe possibly the chance of maybe producing a care. We don't know, though. Like, like, I'm going to go her life then over that. And it's just one of those things where it's like, if there was any certain, any... Like certainty, maybe yeah. it'd be different, but it's like no, there is no certainty. You guys don't fucking know. So I'm yeah. I'm siding with him who is like you, you didn't even ask her if she world, wanted to.
0: Or can we put some dirty scalpels on your child? Like like yeah, you know. Uh, no. Screw that. Give me a give me a better uh outcome and we'll we'll maybe we'll talk. I don't know. Like <laughs> But that's that's the thing. Like people say, oh Joel's wrong, Joel's wrong, but it's like if you were in Joel Joel's shoes, it's exactly what you would do. You'd mm-hmm. leave. you'd you'd make shit up and then maybe one day that shit will come
1: true. Who knows?
0: The zombie apocalypse. How long are you gonna live anyway? Yeah, well, people he's like all the time. That's why there is a Christmas industry.
1: You're not wrong there. So Joel kills a bunch of people, gets to the operating room, grabs Ellie out of the bed. And one of the doctors is the actress, Laura Bailey, who played Abby in The Last of Us Part 2. Hey! Don't worry. Don't worry. You'll figure out why that's important when, whenever that season comes out. Because as we learned, they're spreading out Part 2 into multiple seasons. So now we have no idea what's going on in The Last of Us. Joel gets her. He's running. He's in the, like, parking deck, I guess, of this hospital. And uh, Marlene comes out. And so all we see is him and Marlene talking. And then we see Joel and Ellie in the car together. So we don't know what happened. We don't know anything past, like, those two talking to each other. Um, And then we just see him and Ellie and him and Ellie are talking. What we learned is that Joel is a smart little cookie because oh. he basically said to Marlene, I know you're not going to stop running for her. And he kills Marlene. Now, do I think Marlene deserved to die? No. But do I think yeah. Joel was right? Yes. Because she wouldn't, she would have not, she would have kept coming after them. Yeah. And she's she,
0: like, that. that's just one more person down who was after them because
1: mm-hmm. Joel and Ellie
0: historically have people after them. So, um, <laughs> thin out the list a little bit you know
1: while well, you, well, yeah. <laughs> well, you can make it less why you can make less but yeah and so in the it, When it flashes back to that, we see that Joel actually kill Marlene. And the big point of contention, I think, among fans, which I will ask how you feel about it after I say it, and then I will say how I feel, is that Joel lies to Ellie. Uh, when they're in the car, Joel and Ellie are driving. Ellie asks what happened. She's told they stopped looking for a cure. And Joel, Ellie asks him if he's lying or if it's the truth or whatever. And he says, no, it's not a lie. We know it is a lie. So what, the point of contention is that Joel did lie to her. When she specifically asked him, are you lying to me? I don't think it's that big of a deal because she's young still. I think he was just protecting her. And that was the only way he could think in that moment to Mm -hmm. protect her. But also, I don't know. Like at that point, it's also also what good is it going to do to know like, hey, on top of all the other trauma you're unpacking about everything you've just gone through. Also, they wanted to kill you. And I said, no. And they yeah. didn't tell you that. I don't know. Like I said
0: earlier, um, Santa is the biggest lie in the world, <laughs> and parents are cool with lying to their kids all the time. I don't see why this lie that Ellie can probably just like get out of him later is all that bad. I don't know, and I guess uh, in a non-frivolous way, like like you said, that's a uh, that's Joel's attempt. Is it correct? Is it? exactly right objectively like if you pull outside of joel and you look at the big scope of things no it's not the right thing to do but joel is there centered again with his his adopted daughter now and he is saying things to protect her to protect her mentality and to not cause her more trauma as they figure out where they're going so mm-hmm. in his perspective and from that perspective of a parental figure, no, it's not the worst thing you can do to that child.
1: Yeah. And I think, I don't know, the way I feel about it is just, like, there's been plenty of times where I look back and I realize, my, like, a parent had lied to me about something to protect me. Yeah. And when you're older, you have a different perspective on it. Like, little things to, like, bigger things that my like my mom decided I didn't need to worry about, but it, when I learned the truth, changed my perspective on something – Stuff like that happens all the time, and it's just a matter of, like, all right, well, what does this child need to know versus what actually happened? And so I think Joel just made the decision. She's 14. I'm not putting that on her. And even, like, I don't know how they're going to do, if they're going to time jump, if they're going to do any of that. In season two, we'll we'll talk briefly about what we know – they've said about season two at the end of this episode even when she is in the game when she is 19 in the part two time jump she's still like that's still a kid who doesn't like she's reacting like a kid she's taking that information and like kid because that's what she is (laughs) tony Tony has
0: (laughs) opinions about this as well
1: tony's like yeah you're right thanks tony i just think it's one of those things where i i I, I Yes, there were mistakes made. Um, yes, mistakes were made. And I think he really could have tried to not murder a bunch of people. <laughs> and then turn around and tell her, like, nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But at the same time, what good would it have done to be like, well, I decided because these doctors who were not real doctors, one just had a biology degree, shouldn't have the right to murder you and take your brain simply because they maybe could figure it out. So, I don't know. Team Joel. I think he's right.
0: Like, I don't even consider it a team thing. It's like, he did the exact right thing from, like, the perspective he took it from. And if people are Mm -hmm. upset about that, oh, well, there are much worse men in media that you can go complain about. Um, Like, I'm always excited to hear different opinions from people, but, like, I I don't know. I don't disagree with anything Joel did from like from that perspective from who he is and f- like looking at his child and making decisions you know like this is stuff unfortunately that Ellie's going to have to uncover later Tony please um, but he you know he did what was right in the moment and maybe there's there's a chance he'll take in the future to right his wrongs who knows
1: i just think that Joel got it. Joel was right. I, I think that was a smart move. We'll see how it plays out in the future seasons. Before we talk about what's going to happen in the other seasons, Katrina, what did you think of this finale as a whole? Oh, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot.
0: Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, sorry, Tony just put his little paw in my hands, so I got distracted. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought it was really beautiful. I was um, so pleased with the way that these characters and their arcs kind of tied up this season um and uh you know i just really liked the last of it You liked the
1: last of it (laughs) (laughs) um i think for season one (laughs) yeah i liked the finale i thought it was really good i thought it had a nice balance between like showing joel trying to unpack and take care of ellie um versus like him going on full joel like rage and just murdering people who are trying to hurt her so the end of the episode shows joel and ellie going together back to jackson hole so they're going to to tommy and maria um we don't see them but like that's where they're going and i think it was just a good finale and an overall really 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 great first season yeah i loved it a lot and
0: uh and i'm i'm glad that uh it's gonna be coming to blu-ray and dvd and stuff so it can actually exist in physical media and we never have to worry about it disappearing
1: yeah same um it does so it did obviously for those who've played the game everyone knows it kind of part two jumps five years things happen things that are sad um all of that is in part two of the game. But what we've learned from interviews, I believe it was with Variety, Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann said that part two is not going to be se- all of season two. They're going to spread everything out. Mm-hmm. Whether that means season two is going to start anywhere in part two, or if we're going to have a second season and like lead up to part two, who's to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did say that, that that part two is not one season of a series. We don't know if part two is at all getting explored in season two, Um, but we do know it's multiple seasons. We'll see. Every day, I (laughs)
0: will. Every this is season two is going to be tense for me because like there's a lot of stuff that happens in part two that's like big and earth-shaking, and I'm going to be like, "Oh God, when's it happening?" Um, But yeah, I'm (laughs) I'm excited for season two. I'm excited to see who gets cast as certain characters and i'd love to see a lot of the things we saw this season with like expanding on like smaller characters or characters who may have not been done like so much justice in the game or could grow more than they were in the game um Mm -hmm. so i am really excited uh because they i again back to like bill and frank like i think that was just so beautifully done and like you know i i I have a feeling that episode's the one that's going up for uh an emmy if anything Mm
1: -hmm. same yeah uh i'm really excited about it and with all of that said everyone everyone's favorite time of the week stash 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 the stash on everybody's lips is gonna be pedro's welcome to stash of the week where we pick our favorite mustaches of actor pedro pascal and talk about why we love them katrina would you like to go first uh
0: yes i would like to go first um i hope we didn't pick the same stash okay oh no my (laughs) My stash of the week is going to be something we're talking about later this week. Um but Pedro Pascal in the ad for Merge Mansion. Wow. Uh great stash. Um both on the face and behind on the board. Just love it. Just love it. Um 10 out of 10.
1: It's giving Javier Peña. Mm-hmm. Um it literally looks like, I think Ashley tweeted this, but it looks like that image where Javier Pena is laying on the ground, like the green thing, mm-hmm. and all of the stuff is around him. That's what it looks like. Producer Ashley's pick is Petro at the Oscars rehearsal. Perfect. Wearing a crazy bra. You're so dressed up for the Oscars rehearsal. Florence Pugh's hair was wet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, here's my full little outfit. Um, Has such a nice little outfit it's so nice he was also at the Oscars which again we'll talk about this later look at him he looks so handsome I want I want Um, someone to
0: edit Oscar Isaac into this photo where the Oscar
1: where the Oscar put it on his face uh yeah we need to just uh go ahead and edit an Oscar but um honorary mention for stash of the week is this picture of him as Joel because damn blood on the neck wow um well wait before i reveal mine i do have to do something because it is the last episode about the last of us actually if you take away these pictures i will disown you but no i'm gonna sing over this while i do it all right ready <clears throat> i will remember you <laughs> will you remember me don't let your life Pass you by in oh. memories I love you, Joel Miller's booty <laughs> um, Okay, now my stash of the week pick Is none other than the giraffe stash love giraffe, it he's a giraffe i a love giraffe. the
0: giraffe you guys I love believe so they fit a giraffe in here
1: he, he's like look that is a giraffe i love him
0: giraffe <laughs> i love you so
1: much you don't have a mustache this is for pedro's mustache but look at the giraffe <laughs> um i love it i love it it's perfect katrina yeah. tell the people where they can find you
0: you can find me anywhere on the internet at oh katrina o h c a t r i n a uh i host a bunch of other podcasts and do so many other things but i don't have any brain cells left tonight so you're just gonna have to find me <laughs> on the internet and figure it out how about you rachel
1: you can find me at Rachel Leishman on twitter at rachel underscoreishman on instagram find my writing at the mary sue and collider you can also listen to me on the fordcast um, and you can follow the podcast at Pedro Pascal everywhere you find your podcasts, um, and on social media, same handle. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Tell your mom, listen to us. Make sure Pedro Pascal knows to listen to us. He knows about mm-hmm. us, but does he listen? We'd like to Who know. Um, like the people would like guys, to know. This has been The Last of Us. So until season two of The Last of Us, where we'll be here tomorrow to talk about The Mandalorian. But until season two of The Last of Us, bye bye. Bye (laughs) bye.